0: Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hello, welcome back to Think This Way. It is the podcast of Faith Bible Church, and I am one of the pastor elders here. My name is Bryce Beal, and today I've got our very own Mike Schaus with us, music extraordinaire, great
1: godly man whom we love. Thanks for being here, Mike. You're welcome, Bryce. We have a song That has this as the chorus. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. I love that song.
0: Wow, that must be from the Lord. I didn't even intend that. But that is what we're talking about today. That verse is dealing with condemnation. This quarter, we're focused on the gospel. This month, the month following, and the month after that, we talked about in the last few episodes... Um, what the gospel is, and we'll keep talking about that, of course. But I wanted to give some very practical applications of the gospel to things we deal with. One that comes to mind is, what do you do when you're racked by guilty feelings? Hmm. And to get this episode started, I just wanted to ask you, Mike, have you ever struggled with that, with these great guilty feelings as a Christian? Uh, That's
1: funny. Those are my middle name, right? You know my middle name is guilt and shame. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) All the coincidences. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how you could be a Christian and not have struggled at some point in your life with guilt and shame. I was thinking just uh, here recently when you were going through 1 John and you were talking about the scripture where, how do you know if you're a Christian? You know, you keep my commandments and you're like, how to keep my commandments or you know not being angry with your brother or hating your brother it's just like i struggle with all of this you know I was like oh man
0: that is a good point because i do think almost every believer like you said and we're talking about before this recording pretty much every believer' has dealt with this to some degree i mean maybe someone's listening right now and they everybody haven't everybody sinned right everybody <laughs> You've always sins. Called, short that- we thought maybe if you're a very confident personality that's fine you know maybe you haven't But probably for most everyone, this has been, or even right now as you're listening, is a struggle, these guilty feelings. First thing I want to talk about as we get into this, because we will get into what do you actually do about them. But usually guilty feelings, in many cases for a Christian, just linger like a shadow, like something amorphous, something very difficult to pin down. They're just there. They cause you... Trouble, but they're really hard sometimes to even put your finger on. Satan has always really loved muddying the water and making things more confusing than they are. And so, the first thing I want to do here is let's try to pin down in a general way what we're talking about when we talk about guilt. What is guilt? There is so much we could say about it, but I'm just going to break it down into four different categories and you don't have to memorize these but i think you'll relate to them you'll know what i'm talking about so here they are and we'll break them into two sections the first section is going to be real guilt so we're dealing with guilt that is real in god's eyes the second will be a section we'll call felt guilt meaning maybe there's real guilt involved maybe not but you feel guilty and that of course is what we're focused on today so real guilt and felt guilt. But if we break those down a little bit more, let's start with this. We end up with, I think, four categories of guilt. The first one is just that real guilt itself. What I mean by real guilt is what we call forensic or legal guilt before God. If you read the book of Romans and Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus that is not saying you're never going to feel condemned because you may, you probably will. It is saying that in a real sense, in the eyes of God, when he looks at your account, he reckons you as righteous, there is no real guilt on your account. Likewise, if you're not a believer listening to this, there is real guilt on your account. It's not imagined, it's really there, and God will bring you to judgment for that real guilt. So that's the first kind of guilt, we're not going to focus on that today, Um, because many people will not even feel guilty for that. You know, you may have real guilt and not feel guilty about it. So we're going to say, number one, first kind of guilt, it's real guilt. It's what we should actually care the most about, (laughs) because it's the only thing that matters on the day of judgment, but there's real guilt, number one. These next three kinds of guilt are all felt guilt, meaning you actually experience them, and they're what we're talking about. So let me give the three of them. Okay, here's the first one. So after real guilt, there is number two, felt guilt for real guilt. (laughs) Is that too confusing? I was trying to think how to say that more simply, but I couldn't come up with it because I'm not smart enough for that. But just take that felt guilt for real guilt. What we're talking about right here is when you feel guilty and the reason you feel guilty is because you really actually are guilty. So here's John sixteen eight. Jesus says that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, judgment. So part of the role of the Holy Spirit is to convince people they're sinful. In other words, to help them feel guilty. And if you've come to Christ, at some point the Holy Spirit did that convicting work in your life. When he did that, before you came to Christ, you felt guilty. And you are feeling guilty for real guilt that was actually on your account. Revelation 1-7 talks about a future time when this will happen. Behold, it says, Jesus is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. I suppose that could be referring to just wailing because judgment has come. That could be very possible. But since they are the ones who pierced him looking on him, it could also be some kind of convicting work of feeling guilt for real guilt. They pierced him, and so they feel guilt for real guilt. Okay, so first kind of guilt is real guilt. Second kind is a felt guilt for real guilt. Third kind, felt guilt for real sin, but not real guilt. (laughs) That is confusing. Let me explain that. What we're talking about, what we were talking about just before, when you feel guilt for real guilt, that's for an unbeliever. If you're an unbeliever, you have real guilt before God for your sin, and you may feel guilty for it. We're now talking about a felt guilt that a believer may feel. That's why we're saying it's felt guilt, but it's not for real guilt because... There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're a believer, no matter what you ever feel, there's no real guilt on your account. There's no sense that you will have to give an account a judgment account on the day of Christ beyond just accountability for how you used your gifts you're not going to be accountable in the sense of you could be condemned with the rest of the world and cast into hell there's no real guilt because it's been imputed to Christ on the cross that's the gospel his righteousness imputed to you so when you feel guilty as a christian in this case you can't feel guilty for real guilt in an ultimate sense but you can feel guilty for real sin. And maybe there's a better way to say this, but we're just going to put it that way. What I mean is, here's a believer, and let's say you sinned. Last night, you sinned. You know it. You, were, you knew it was sin. You just decided not to think about it and just do it because you wanted to. And you did it. And now it's the day after, and you're feeling so guilty for what you did. So this is like Peter, after denying Jesus three times, it says he went out and wept bitterly. He was feeling guilt. He was not ultimately condemned. He was Christ's disciple. He was one of his sheep, but he was feeling a real guilt because he did a really bad thing. And this is, to some degree, legitimate for a believer to feel this kind of guilt. I was talking with Mike before we recorded the relationship between feeling guilt and feeling shame—I'm using those the same here. There is probably a difference, but we're just going to put those together here. So you may feel ashamed of what you did last night. You might feel some kind of guilt. We'll talk about what to do with that. But that's the third kind of guilt. Okay.
1: Hey, is this still the spirit convicting you of this guilt, or this, I think so, yeah, leading you to repentance?
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, I think this is still the spirit, probably even more so. Mm-hmm. So number one, real guilt. Number two felt guilt for real guilt as an unbeliever. Number three, you're feeling guilt, felt guilt for real sin, but not real guilt, meaning you are a believer, but you really sinned and you feel guilty for it, but you're not condemned. And then one of the harder ones, I guess the third one's tough too, but this one felt guilt for neither real sin nor real guilt. And what we're talking about here is many people struggle with a sense of guilt just over a fuzzy sense that they're not living up to what they should be living up to. They don't have a specific sin in mind. They just feel lousy. They feel like a terrible Christian. They feel guilty, guilty, guilty. Now, they don't have real guilt because they're a believer, but they feel worthless, ashamed, guilty. And it may even be because they're not living up to standards they've put on themselves that the Bible doesn't even put there. And 1 Corinthians 8 is the best example. Paul is talking about Christians 2,000 years ago, eating meat that was sacrificed to idols. And he says, idols are nothing. And then he says, quote, not all possess this knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. So there they have a defiled conscience for doing something that God doesn't condemn. There's no real guilt for doing it. Paul said it doesn't matter if you do it, if you don't. And yet their conscience is making them feel guilty for something that's not even a real sin in this case, but they feel guilt for it. All right. So real guilt, number one, felt guilt for real guilt, number two, three is felt guilt for real sin, but not real guilt. Number four, felt guilt for neither real sin nor real guilt. (laughs) All right. So if you've kept up thus far, I just wanted to distinguish so that we're not Entering into fuzzy land as we talk about guilt. Those are four ways to think about it. Now we need to, as we finish up here, talk about what do you do with these guilty feelings you have. I wanted to distinguish them because the reality is if you are dealing with those first two, let's say real guilt or a felt guilt for real guilt, then the answer as to what you do with those is both simple and incredibly clear. Repent. And believe. That's it. You need to deal with that real guilt. The felt guilt can be dealt with once you've dealt with the real guilt. So you deal with that by trusting in Christ. That's why he died, so that he could take our real guilt, give us his innocent record. So you turn, repent, turn from sin, and trust in Christ. So, really, what we're left with talking about today is if you really are a believer, you don't have real guilt. But you're feeling so guilty. You fall under number three or four. Either you've really committed sin and you feel guilty about it, or you just have a fuzzy sense that you're a guilty, sinful person, even if you don't know what it is that's making you feel that way. Thankfully, we've got Mike here with us, and he's going to give us some answers. So, Mike, the first thing I wanted to ask you was, how would you help a Christian in that first category Someone who is a believer is feeling guilty for a real sin. They actually did. They're not condemned ultimately, but they're feeling guilty because they really did something sinful. How would
1: you help them? Man, I've been there quite a bit, so I could relate to this one. Um, You know, I just think of the beauty of the Psalms that helps us to deal with these feelings you know there's part of us that just wants to push feelings away and there's another part of us that wants to totally embrace these feelings but there's a healthy aspect you know that the psalms helps us feel and uh just this morning i was reading through psalm 130 and had, here's this guy and he's sinking down and he's crying for mercy from god um he's got these really guilty feelings you know i've I think of that like sometimes I just have this overwhelming feeling where I'm sinking and you know, what am I, you know, I'm sinking because of this guilt and shame and and what, what can I do? And even though I know I'm completely like as Romans eight, one says, I'm, you know, there's no condemnation. I'm in Christ Jesus. I'm confident in that, but still you have to feelings and I have to get past those and I have to embrace the truth of scripture to know how good our savior is. And that, He knew me, you know, it's not like how good I am on this day or how bad I am on this day. That, that, you know, distinguishes His love for me. It's always based on His righteousness. And that's where, um, you know, I know that I'm completely not guilty. Does that make sense? I I wrote this down this morning. I was thinking about this. Um, In Psalm 103, which I was going through, at the end it talks about God Himself will redeem Israel. And I just think about our God knows our every fault, even our secret sins, but he chose to redeem us and love us unconditionally anyway in our fallen state. Keep that in mind, and it's easy to overcome this guilt. Not easy, but it does come.
0: Those are good points. I think that when we're feeling this sense of guilt for something we've actually done as a Christian that's sinful, what you've said is the first place we need to. Go to, we need to remember that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We don't have a real guilt. Satan wants us to mistake our feelings of guilt for real guilt. Say, Christ doesn't want you, you're cast off, you know, you're gone. But we have to believe, we have to take by faith what the gospel says. No, there's no real guilt. There's no condemnation. Not because we're so good, it's because we're in Christ Jesus. Hooray. With that, Our ongoing relationship with God is affected by the sins we commit as Christians. It's not like they don't matter at all. It affects our relationship with God. So we also should think, if I'm feeling guilty for some sin, have I repented of it yet? Not meaning I've perfectly put it off and will never do it again ever. (laughs) We should have that goal. But I mean, have I prayed to God and asked his forgiveness? Have I made right with someone if I've wronged someone? Have I really repented at a heart level of this sin? So your guilty feelings are meant to push you in that direction too. But of course, always remembering you're not ultimately condemned. Mike, I want to ask you this other question as well. So that regards someone who's a believer. They've really committed a sin. They feel guilty. What do they do? Believe the gospel. Repent. How would you help a Christian, on the other hand, who feels so guilty, overwhelmed with a sense of guilt... But they can't put their finger on any specific sin. No one in their life is telling them they're in sin. They can't see it. They just live their life many days with just the sense that they're so guilty and they fall so far short of God. How would you
1: help someone deal with those kinds of guilty feelings? Mm, That's good. I feel like both these answers are the same. It's just having that confidence in Scripture to know that God doesn't lie he speaks truth. And when you read these verses, you can count them as truth because they are truth. We know that we are completely saved from any sin, past, present, and future. And then I think of this one. How do we know if we've actually committed a sin? Well, you only know that by looking at God's standard. We can put a standard on ourselves that's completely you know, unlivable. Or we can look at other people who supposedly have these great lives and try to live to their standard and feel overwhelmed. But we look to Scripture. We look to Scripture and we say, this is what God holds of me. And am I, am I living up to this? Which I know we're not, we're falling, but we know we have a Savior that saves us. Is my heart desiring that I live up to this? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I was thinking of this when you did that first John, you know, when the commandments. You were like, how many do I need to keep? You know, it's not like a specific number. It's like... Is that your goal? And my goal is to keep his commandments. I know I fall short of it, but I know that he has placed this in me, you know what I mean, to continue to strive more and more to mirror the image of Christ. And thankfully, he's doing that for us, right? That's the spirit working through us.
0: Absolutely true. Some of these general guilty feelings that I've dealt with a lot in my life too, some of them... Uh, The way to overcome them is just to stop looking at your belly button. (laughs) Can I say that? It's to stop navel-gazing, and that's something I'm particularly prone to. It really is hard because if you have an analytical mind and you're thinking like, wow, God's standards are so much higher than I could ever imagine. Well, that's true. And then you think, I don't live up to him. That's also true. You think, that's a sin, even if it's a sin of omission, and then I've got sins of commission. I've got all these sins everywhere I look. I've got sins. Well, then you are going to live with a sense of guilt. The reality is in this life, this not you're going to grow, but there's always going to be a massive gap between what you should be and what you are until Jesus returns. So does Jesus want you to live a life racked with guilt every day? <laughs> no. So at some point, you have to be able to look out from yourself. You know, you have to look in, deal with the sins you have, but at some point you've got to be able to look out, get your eyes fixed on Christ, enjoy the gospel, get your eyes focused on his word, delight in it like honey, get your eyes focused on people around you, believers and unbelievers who have needs, pour yourself in love in serving them, and at some point you do forget yourself enough to find some rest from these guilty feelings as well. It may be in the past that you were racked with guilt, and maybe even listening to this podcast, you've got lingering shadows of guilt you can't quite pin down floating all around you, or maybe last night... You did sin, and you're dealing with the guilty feelings that come after that, and you feel like you've got to go in the penalty box for a long time before you can talk to God again. You might have thought those things in the past, but by God's grace, may we now all think this way.